We are the greatest dykes in the world. Mackenzie Goodwin, Rachel Scanlon. Worldwide dykes for life. Hey, two dykes, two dykes, two dykes. One mic, one mic, one mic, one mic. Yeah, two dykes, two dykes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Two Dykes and a Mic. I'm Mackenzie Goodwin. And I'm Rachel Scanlon. And together we are Two Dykes and a Mic. You made it. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Carly Pollock. So thank you for being a sponsor. If you want to be a sponsor of an episode and get your own episode, you can become a Patreon member and it's the top tier. Top tier, baby. So thank you, Carly Pollock. Also, I wanted to share this email with you. I just found this. Okay. It says, I just finished listening to your episode 207 with one of your Ask a Dykes. It was from a queer person in Florida who's struggling with all the hate being leveled at our community um, of wonderful queers. I wanted to offer that there is an organization called Equality Florida that is in the fight every day in communities across the state. I truly encourage this person to look us up. We have so many resources. So we're going to put the link for Equality Florida in this episode description. So go check them out. If you're in Florida, I know we had a question being like, how do I handle all the shit that's going on here? And they're a great resource to have. So thank you for sending that in to us. I love that. I mean, speaking of Florida, you and I are wearing our shirts today that say gay. Oh yeah. We had a fan come up to us in Chicago and gave us these shirts. They were like the muscle tanks for you. And I'm like, yeah, we yeah, know. it is. <laughs> yeah, we know. Of course it is. Also, was yours, this is not, but was yours sprayed with perfume? Of course it was. It smelled so fucking good. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Why do queer people, this is also a thing that every queer person, I feel like, I thought I was the only queer person who was like, if I'm going to be around other gay people, I got to put on my best cologne. Yeah. And you ran out of your cologne during this tour. I ran out in city too. Yeah. Wigged out. Yes told my mom to bring me my dead grandpa's cologne you gotta smell good in front of queer people you're not gonna show up to a queer Mm -mm. event not smelling way too strong yeah and they did and you know what i loved it so we're wearing our say gay because you know what two dykes and a mic we're out there doing the work and we will say gay every single day yeah until every one of us is protected by basic human rights right i mean it is weird i've like have a joke where the premise of it is like it's the best time in the world to be queer right now and basically that joke is hugely having to be reworded because of the shit that is happening right right now yeah i mean it is one of those things where we're being told that things are great and then we're living through a time where it feels like we're moving backwards and things are mm-hmm. not going well. And yeah, thanks for the shirts, by the way. We love them so much and we love you a lot. And thank you for looking out for us and thinking about us. I know. We love you guys. Okay. So this week we have an amazing show for you. I'm really excited. We're going to be reviewing today the HBO special Angel City, mm-hmm. which you and I just watched yes. on the way home. We were watching it in airplanes and airports all around the cities. I've been watching a lot of gay shit recently. The gay shit's out right now. I know. I This is a total sidebar. Selling Sunset just came out. The on newest Netflix. season? Newest season just came out on Netflix. And I'll tell you what. Tell it's me. way gayer than it's ever been. And I am the biggest Chriselle and G-Flip fan of all time. I literally was sitting there watching it with Erica. And we were both like boy do we love these two hey if anything mm-hmm. we are a g flip and chrishell household podcast yes yes at this point we'll change the name change the name to chrishell and g flip and a mic 
And that is us. We love them. We really do. Such a cute couple. So um, we're going to have to review that in the next coming episode. But we, yeah, in media, we're seeing more representation. And it's I do, good. I do love that. But it is a weird time right now for queer people. Right. Because they're trying to legislate our rights away. Right. And trans youth is being attacked. Yeah. As you, we just. I know. Yeah. Let's get into it. We do have an Ask a Dyke. Oh, my God. is our ask a dyke for today i'm in a bit of a stalemate with myself Mm -hmm. i've been out for over a decade but growing up in texas has made it very hard for me to come to terms with my identity i'm so lucky to have married the woman of my dreams who encourages me constantly to be myself and wear what makes me happy still i struggle constantly with the fear of looking too gay it also seems impossible to help to find help in stores or with hairstylists who tell me people would love my feminine figure or thick, long hair. How do I get past this and finally be who I want to be? Mm -hmm. Wow. I feel like this is right up your alley because you were literally stopped on the side of the street in Denver because somebody recognized your mullet. Oh my God. Okay. Shout out Dyketopia in Denver. Shout out Dyketopia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here's the thing. This is kind of like a sidestep, but when you start to appreciate the way that you look, Mm -hmm. and this is less of a vanity thing and more of like a, when you are feeling like yourself, when it reflects your inside and it reflects your outside, you you know, literally walk through the world differently. And I wish, cause I wanted this like long mohawk, like a gentle faux hawk since I was like. 13 and Mm -hmm. i waited 20 years to get it and like i wish so badly that i just would have done it so if that is inspiring to you at all like yes every time i mean how many times on this podcast have i said now like i will not let a straight person cut my hair anymore don't let them it should honestly be illegal i don't think straight people should be allowed to own scissors agreed there agreed i said it It, this podcast we're gonna make statements that are are bold yeah but we, boy, do we stand by and them. And cancel me if you must. Cancel you? Why? <laughs> Why? If all those straights out there could just get shipped off to an island <laughs> where they're not allowed to cut hair, there's just no... Uh, yeah, I think, f- obviously, if you live somewhere where there's less queer people, mm-hmm. it's harder to find, which makes you have to advocate for yourself even harder yeah like i kept going to the cheapest straightest salons but here's the in thing. all time that was because you were cheap you were going to fantastic sam's and great clips for a long time and i told you do not go there if i may i, I don't, don't think, think you be- may if, i think i have to <laughs> it's not because i'm cheap i was raised in the midwest where you're not legally allowed to spend more than 26 dollars on a haircut that is the midwest culture you're never gonna spend especially no okay but here's the thing the midwest culture also was dairy forward Mm -hmm. do you drink oat milk right now yes so you can change this is the thing do not out me i think that i have to drink oat milk i'm gay (laughs) okay i'm just like you shouldn't say that it's necessarily like a cultural thing you needed somebody to cut your hair and i told you for years because you would come you would come to work (laughs) you almost said come home you would come home to work and your hair would be so uneven that I was like, hey, you look like you're falling over. 
it would be like the, this you is know, no shade against fantastic sam's it's all shade against fantastic sam's or great clips here's the thing shout out super cuts if you want a haircut like that you have to go to somebody gay and you have you, to pay a little bit more than 25 dollars. right however if you're not able to do that for financial reasons or also just like access to queer hairstylists or salons mm-hmm. you have to be um louder with what you want because i think for the longest time too like i kept getting the same haircut because they keep pressuring you into looking like a pretty little teacup true and you have to get in the habit of like just telling them exactly what you want and being like i'm looking for if however you need to tell them like if they need to hear that it's a man's haircut fine Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter but like even going into places i know it's hard to find clothing that makes you feel like you but i think the bigger issue is how do i step into my own more Mm. and I think it comes with small bits of practice. Yeah. So I remember like the first time I even wore a bracelet that said like, do you remember the I heart boobies phase? Yeah. And it was for me, I was like, I am publicly outing myself. Everyone's going to look, mm-hmm. everyone's going to notice me. I'm going to stand out and I'm going to get hate crimed. Yeah. And, um, did you No. I mean, not for that. I just want to say <laughs> for other things. We were in the airport with this shirt, say gay. Mm-hmm. And we had a middle-aged man come up to you and loudly in line in the TSA line go, I love your shirt. Right. So I think like, yes, you can be hate crimed for wearing things, but I yeah. think you'd be surprised at how many people are actually on the other side. I think it's and want more... to support you. Cause that was in Philadelphia. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. It is, it's kind of like, we don't know. We don't always get the luxury of knowing when we're safe. And we don't always get the luxury of walking around without the fear of people being aggressive or treating you differently or Mm -hmm. coming after you. Like we don't have that. However, when you get to start with little steps of getting more comfortable within yourself, Mm -hmm. we cannot control people around us. You already have this amazing wife that you are with. And I'm sure that you always go out together in public. I don't know how that is for you or what, what have you, but when it comes to what you can control, right, you can't control what bigotry you're going to come into, but you can control how you get to love yourself. And like, for my personal experience, like cutting my hair and wearing a pinky ring made me fall in love even more with myself. I already loved myself, but like doing little things, Start small until it gets more comfortable. Be very direct with people that are cutting your hair and go to a thrift store and go into the men's section and start just trying out things. And you'll start to get into the habit of being like, this makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. This vest with phrase on it, make me feel right. And then just lean into it. I think you'll start to feel safer in yourself. And then you're starting to, you'll walk taller. And I think your wife will fucking love it. Yeah. Start small, but you'll get there. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to add? No, that was great. We have a Bumble Fumble. All right. Also, this is a really fun Bumble because we met them. We did. We met this person? In Chicago. Let me see. Oh, yeah. Wait, I do remember them. Okay. Yeah. So here we go. So we decide to go down to San Antonio to go see a concert. And another reason why I'm keeping this anonymous, it was John and Mayer. So don't at me or anything. <laughs> Um, but I'm also like that person that no one suspects to be a freak, but of course I am like, why wouldn't I bring up hefty purple diller? Cause their body is a wonderland. Duh. 
Um, so anyway, so it's in this little purple velvet pouch with the strap and it's in my bag and we're going through TSA pre-check, um, uh, you know, do this all the time, but my bag gets pulled and my eyes are immediately drawn to the x-ray that comes up. Um, a big yellow box has been drawn around the x-ray of the diller vein and all just like popped up on the screen and of course the woman that grabs my bag is like a 64 year old woman she's got to be like days away from retirement and this lady opens my bag and starts like with my dop kit and I was like oh ma'am it's it's prob I don't think that what you're looking for is in there so I'm like I think it's in the purple bag um so she goes to open the purple bag she unzips it looks in quickly zips it up and pushes the bag towards me and goes, have a nice weekend, ladies. And I tell you, I was just mortified. Also, Jay didn't realize that I had this with me. And so I was like, it's a bag. But thankfully, we were able to just like laugh it off and everything. Um, I don't usually get embarrassed, but that one was definitely cringy. So thankfully, we're, we were able to just laugh it off and then it didn't happen in fucking Texas TSA only in Chicago so watch your dealers ladies um hope you enjoyed that okay bye I wonder if they're used to it in Texas yeah you know people flying with big things yeah they're like we got it yeah um this okay. is my worst nightmare this is so funny thank you so much for uh sending us a voicemail with your yeah. gorgeous Chicago accent um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. has this ever happened to you no not through tsa there's multiple layers to this Mm -hmm. because i think it's funny that the person did not know right this was not only like they had spoken about exactly the tsa person Mm -hmm. first of all days away from retirement yeah goes not another fucking dealer it's a finale yeah, you don't you, you want to go out with a bang? I think you want to go out with a big bang. Yes, I feel like how many times must a TSA agent be like another dealer? I bet you it's multiple times a day. It's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah, yeah, big time. Have you ever flown with a dealer? Yeah, but I think I was like wildly nervous that this would happen. Mm. I, have you? No, mm. I haven't. I have not flown with a dealer. Oh, I like, thought you just bring them on tour. <laughs> Imagine. You got, you did get pulled aside though, this tour and got one of the most thorough pat downs I've ever seen because uh, your crotch that, lit wait, up. Stop, don't, wait, stop. <laughs> well, your crotch lit up and I said, you packing heat? What's going on? <laughs> I, I assumed you were <laughs> wearing a strap on I, <laughs> through TSA. Wait, if can I, no. we went through the fucking water slide thing yeah. and it showed an outline of a generic person's body, I guess. It looked like there was a pistol betwixt yeah. my lambs. Yeah. I was... What was going on down there? It must have been the Gucci belt. No, uh, the belt was off. She said it was the buttons. And when she pat me down... I watched. And why I said, did you watch? I said, this should be on OnlyFans. This should be like pay-per-view. It was one of those times that I wished I was strapping. Yeah. Because I'm like... Yeah. Hey you feel hey enjoy i was really hoping that you had been because boy for the content purposes i know that would have been a really good but it was pretty funny when i looked at the screen it was just a huge and it was a yellow box kind of filled in red right on your crotch yeah it looked like heat it looked a lot like like the miami heat (laughs) yeah (laughs) um i also just like that's 
very sexy to me that that's where the person like finds out that you're going to get railed tonight. That's sexy. Yeah. See to me that I would like any other way except in public to find out that I'm going to get railed to rail town. Yeah. This does remind me, you know, when I got my carpet replaced Yeah. and I had forgotten about the sex box that was in your room. Yeah. I kind of, but like, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm a, I am in an, a minority group where I find it weirdly prideful when people stumble upon your sex, my toys. sex toys, because then I get to be like, yeah. Yeah. And what of it, sir? True. Yeah. And I get that. I get that. I'm just not like that. Yeah. Because TSA to me is so violently unsexy. <laughs> I kind of love it. I hate it because everything is filthy. It is disgusting. Everyone's wearing medical gloves. Uh, yeah. But that and I like. Boy, are they rude. They're kind of nice to me. They're never nice to me. You know, and you I know that I get pulled off. They're always like random screen for you. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's I the just, hair. They're worried that you have things in the wig. Probably. Yeah, we have fun in TSA. Thank you for the warning, by the way. So, ladies, watch your... Dillers. Watch your dillers. <laughs> Do you think that a diller would have to get their own seat on the plane? Or kind of like child's rules where it can sit on your lap? I think if it's big enough. If it's big enough that it needs its own seat. Like, Im- imagine one checked bag. And it's it's not several dillers. It's, it's one. one. And it's... I've seen the one that, that is that big. So have I. Yeah, you know the one. I think Were it's you... called the Great American Challenge. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. do you re- to <laughs> me, I'm like, that's why I was like, Texas is like, we know. Right. Texas is not going to open your bag and look. But Chicago is kind of like, well, that's the Midwest. Now what's this? Yeah. Politely, what's in that bag? Have you seen the video of the, because somebody did film this happening in TSA and it was a woman that got her bag pulled out and the TSA agent, the gentleman, opened the bag, looked at it quickly and immediately <laughs> started laughing and enclosed the bag. I and love then that. the person filming like put the camera down, but it was a double-sided diller. Oh. And it was so long and so colorful. But I'm also like that to me is and I'm just thinking, this is a security risk. Because mm-hmm. if if you want to smuggle something on a plane, mm-hmm. couldn't you just try and embarrass the TSA agent by filling the whole thing with dillers? So they're yeah. not going to find your shampoo bottle that's over five ounces. This is the plot to Snakes on a Plane 3. <laughs> that was really good. Thank you. Also, that I, was really good. <laughs> I hate I hate to bring this up. What? What? Am I going to hate it? You're going to hate it because I'm going to send Leah a photo. Stop. And you're going to. Did you take a photo of me? No. Okay. What is this? You know, we were talking about my sex box. Yeah. And I know that every queer person mm-hmm. owns a chest, mm-hmm. a box, yeah. or like a Tupperware bin that is glass Can I tell for you? the environment. I do not own one. Where do you put all your sex toys? They are all over my apartment. <gasps> Today you came over and the reason why it took me so long to get the door, I forgot I had some out in this room. In this room? Uh-huh. Were you... Don't. <laughs> Don't yes. you dare. Yes. Recently. I knew, I knew it. Oh, it's soaking wet in here. I can't believe it. This is our. No. This is our no, office. No, wait, 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 wait. This is our office and you're just in here rolling around. Uh-uh. No, no, no. No. They were just, they were out somewhere else in this room. And I forgot I had left them out. In this room? Yeah. Yeah. So you did it in here. That's not what I'm saying. On this couch. That's not I'm what assuming. I'm assuming. There's no other furniture. 
I'm not saying that. I was wondering why it was so sticky today. Like, you better stop. Oh my God. Toxic no. work environment, HR, please. Uh-uh. I'm not going to confirm nor deny, but I will say that you're not on the right track. There's no way to find out. This is worse than that. Okay. We're talking about sex toys. Yeah. So I also, it is very interesting that you don't put them in one place. Mm-mm. I love an Easter egg hunt. I was just going to say, it's like a sexy Easter egg hunt. Yes. I love to have them all over hidden. This is what you, this is what I'm imagining you're doing. Yeah. You hide them. Yeah. You blindfold Erica, yeah. your lover. And then you go, you're, I'm going to count to 100. Mm-hmm. And then Erica, maybe even with the blindfold on and you're like warmer, warmer, warmer. I think that's fun. Yeah, you gotta spice it up, babe. You I gotta love keep it spicy. Finding things. Yes. <laughs> okay. Wait, can I just tell you what actually was happening? Yes, please. So when I go out of town, I leave certain toys around the house for her to find when I'm out of town. For her to be for, to yeah. be like use try this one. Yeah. That is the hottest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And I left one, actually two, <laughs> in this room. Oh my god. So she, she didn't find them. She did. <laughs> She didn't so find she them. No. did not use them. No, because one had a sticky note on it still. You know what I keep people keep asking, like, hey, what is Nazara okay that you're on the road so much? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, she finally gets to read. Yeah. That's the exact same thing. I also left two books. She found those. Yeah, oh, she <laughs> found the book. <laughs> Tell you, she did not find the sex toys, but boy, did she get a lot of reading in. <laughs> she did. I found I bought her two new books while I was gone. I'm like, as if we don't get home from every show and immediately start FaceTiming our gals. Uh, we do. That is one thing that when we're on the road, you and I do, we put a lot of effort into our relationships. Yeah. And I love to like surprise my fiance with different gifts and different things around the house when I'm gone. And one thing I we do, we put that effort in is every night after a show, we both FaceTime or call our girlfriends for a while yeah it is just two dykes in a room on the phone yeah it's hot yeah and like like we wake and during the daytime we just run around and we're like i wonder what gift our girls are gonna like bring home a cheese curd yeah i brought home some soap yeah some nice some chocolates. chocolates yeah yeah okay however and this is what you're gonna hate yeah okay i was like i'm not even gonna bring this up what so nazara and i have a sex cube Okay. You know I'm thinking about the cube on like Fox or NBC. Have you what? seen that? No, what cube? Never mind. Is it huge? It's a big ass Okay, cube. so yeah. Like you know the, it's like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full of sex toys. Okay. And our room doesn't have AC. Mm-hmm. And we, you said double-sided dildo. And we one time bought one because I thought As it, a joke. Yeah. As a joke. LOL. It was for a toolbox. I think I reviewed it. Oh, okay. It was like not great what you'd think yeah 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 no 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 i know and then i had my first ever strap which Mm -hmm. is before they started making them with care yeah when they were still like hard yes a legal weapon and like yes that's one that would not check force trauma exactly like actually use miniature baseball bats yes i know yeah the ones like they're heavy medieval weapons (laughs) They are actually. Why were Dillers like so? And they were weird. Like they were like, don't wash it with water. Yeah. Do you remember that time? They were like, it needs to go to an industrial cleaner. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. They were like, it will ru- ruin like, it. Yes. And it's like, well, it's. What am I going to do? And they're they like, were... you have to buy this $14 saline solution to clean up. And I'm like, yes. these aren't contact lenses, babe. No, it was so. I know. Okay. The era, that was a I know weird the time. time for sex toys. Yeah. So that I bought that. My first ever one. Mm-hmm. And then this double-sided diller that was cheap, 
but I thought it was going to be something like, I thought it was going to be fun. Yeah. Okay. We tried it once two summers ago and never tried it again. And obviously That's since, the best. The, okay. And this is why I bring it up. Why? Before we left on this trip, oh God. I wanted to like use a few. So I needed to recharge one. Yeah. So I'm rummaging through the sex cube, looking for a very specific charger, mm-hmm. very specific yeah, no, we know. USB tiny, whatever I'm rummaging. I'm rummaging. I'm like, it's not this. I'm throwing out like harnesses, briefs that like have a cock ring on yeah. it. I'm like lube, <laughs> yeah. lube. Like I'm getting weird. Uh-huh. I'm seeing like, Oh my God, I never I forgot about this, this one. Yet. Exactly. Totally. Right. You're like chains. Yes. Fun. Yeah. Right. Marbles. Benoit balls. I'm going friends. You used to know. Yes. I'm yes. like, Oh my God. Uh, oh, I, I missed you. When I was 19. Yes. Okay. You're I having get, a reunion. Yes. It's the reunion. Tour. It is a Rolodex of this is my like sex toys eras tour. I'm yeah. like, Whoa. Okay. I get to the bottom of the cube. Yeah. And I see a mangled, melted, melted mess of dillers. It looks like How? an evil villain's origin story. How? It's half double-sided diller, <laughs> half first strap I ever bought, and they have melted into one How? sex nightmare toy. It, I don't know, Ken, because you know, my room gets hot. There's yeah. no AC in there, and they must have fused it gets into that one. Hot? These two toys fused into one, and I literally picked it up. I screamed in its face. <laughs> I screaming was so into its face. I was like, how? It looks like so like Marvel villain. That's I have a photo. Are you if I can it find it, I have to have a little. But when you look at it, you're going to be like. Can you see like anything? Can you, you see you tips can- <laughs> and girth. I'm tips, imagining. Girth and like a ball, like as if somebody was drawing and then was like, but I actually don't know how anything works. I'm imagining if cat dog got hit by a car. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's sex toy cat dog mangled. Can I just? Yeah. Yeah. Also, I just didn't know that that would ever happen. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, check on your sex toys. Yeah. Check because on them. some of them are melting and mm. fusing into one. Some of those like hey, old, like that you're like, we're never going to use that again. Guess what? They're morphing. Use them while you can. They're anamorphing. The new check on your friends is check, check on, on your, your sex toys. Check on your sex toys because they're becoming one they're becoming one the an- you know what i'm talking about Maybe the anamorph because you weren't fucking with them they decided to fuck each other they, like, yeah it's disgusting that's so funny it's disgusting i love that story but it also reminded me that when we were in denver we went into like a a store that was multiple storefronts and up top there was a, a little sex store and there yes. was a diller that reminded me of like I'm loving the new Dillers that there are because yes. this one was almost, it reminded me of the frosted different color. Um, what are they called? Bouncy balls. I know exactly. They have 50 cent ma- machine bouncy balls that look like they would be sweet and sour. Yeah. And they're different, two different colors, but they're almost like frosted. Yes. There's, they, I love those. And I do feel like Dillers are actually being made for millennials who used to use those 50 cent slot machines a hundred percent because it's speaking to my nostalgia it is big time and i really wanted to buy that but then there was also something that happened when we were in that sex store what if you remember there were multiple charts of different boobs butts (laughs) and vaginas and you and i (laughs) we without even looking at each other asking picked it up picked it up 
and went on the count of three and point point to the to other person other persons so we tried do to friends do this is this normal i think it is actually because you and i we picked up this chart and i there were three different charts boobs butts, butts. vulvas yeah and i went i looked at it and i go all right i'm gonna pick which one's yours because i've never seen any of that of you right and, and no one has no one has and same vice versa <laughs> So I, I picked the butt one. You said wrong. Mm-hmm. I thought your butt was going to be a little plumper. Mm-hmm. No, it's and, not. And they, this the is, Scanlon family. Yeah, yeah. No ass. Fantastic. Just jugs. That's, and that's what it says on our family crest. <laughs> no ass. Just jugs. Here lies <laughs> the Scanlon family. No ass. Dot, dot, dot. Just jugs. I love that. Yeah. Because my family, exact opposite. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking. Big ass. All ass, All some ass. would say. Mostly ass. No jugs. No jugs. And then our crests mm-hmm. intertwine with each other. And in the middle, it says, no lips. No lips. <laughs> it says, you wish you had lips. <laughs> I sure fucking and do. And here <laughs> lies a place where normal people would have lips. Yeah. And it's in calligraphy. I love that for us. I'm just picturing like my crest, your crest, and then the emoji with the two hands touching yeah. and it's like no lips. Yeah. No lip having Irish ass. Yeah. Truly. So anyways, we couldn't pick each other's butt out. Right. And then we moved on to tits. Mm-hmm. We picked the right tits for each other, which was pretty cool. That was fun. Yeah. Because I could just tell. Yeah. And I'm like, hi, hi hats for you. Yeah. And like areola. Mm-hmm. And then for me, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You're a bass drum. I'm a, and excuse me. Well, you said hi hats. So I was thinking, you know, if we're doing the drum kit, you got some bass drums on you. Just like big, big, deep. Yeah. Like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Mine would be, and mine are like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Truly. Yes. Like when you're in a a marching band and there's like the one Dumbo. Yes. Big, big elephant ear guy. Yeah. Me. Like you need a mallet. You need two fucking mallets to hit those. And a harness to hold them up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. We got the cans right. Yeah, we got the cans right. And then we moved on to the pussies. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe we're telling them what we do on the road with our free time. And then we move on to the the pussies. So we had the pussy chart. and. And I, we're about to pick for each other. Yeah. And we we take a pretty long pause. And I said, there was one that I was like, out of all of them, sure. But it's not right. So we both were like, none of these are ours. Yeah, we all said in a in a drawing of 20 perfectly great gushies, mm-hmm. not one represents represent us. ours. Because I know that you and I probably have a very similar. How do you know that? I know that. I can tell. Mm-hmm. I can tell based on who you are mm-hmm. that you're an origami mommy. What's an origami mommy? Would you like to? <laughs> I'd love to. <laughs> this is a, a term coined by one of my first girlfriends. Okay. Origami mommy. Yeah. I'm so nervous. As you should be. Like if you were to draw us, uh-huh. it would look like a an envelope. Yeah. And no one mm-hmm. had represented us. I was not being represented at all all on this sheet no you could this is my thing if you draw a line too, still too much that's a little too you're much. gonna need a mechanical pencil 0.2 lead you're gonna have to sharpen it no because we used to do that yes i would sharpen the shit out of it yes <laughs> then use it i feel like and here's what's effed up what 
Mackenzie. <laughs> what? All of the pussies that were drawn. Yeah. I remember saying to you, why are they all kind of open? They drew blood holes. Okay. Which I I'm wonder like, if it was not drawn by someone who owns a gushy. That's probably true. And uh, let me preface this by saying, first of all, can't believe I said origami mommy on camera today at yeah. work. Secondly, we'll make that every gushy yeah. is great. All of them are perfect. They're I've all perfect. never seen a pussy that I haven't been like, it's an honor and a blessing to be near you. Okay. 100%. 100%. However, you and I were not represented on the sheet because no. they were all Mm-mm. not who we are, which is a 0. 0.5, 0. 0.2 mechanical pencil, mechanical pencil looking ass. Yeah. I know. I, we didn't feel represented, which is fine. Is it? But because was, I'm trying to be a voice for the voiceless <laughs> out here. I'm trying to be out for here the origami for the <laughs> I cannot. If my ex ever heard this, she would be like, good for you, kid. God bless us. <laughs> Let's get into this ask a dyke. Okay. We have one more ask a dyke and then we're going to review an episode. I'm a baby dyke and I have a lovely girlfriend of a few months. Why would you spit here? For those of you, for those of you at home. I don't know what it was, but Rachel just nearly died. You all right? Anyway, to cuddle that out. Why? <coughs> I choked on my limoncello. Do I look okay? No. <laughs> <coughs> You're listening to hey, this episode. No, let's do this. Leah, please cut out Rachel <coughs> coughing and choking. Or do. No. Or no, keep it. No, let's cut it out. Let them know please. that like we're sacrificing our health. Our bodies. to be fair i do on the road if you meet me on the road i'm being propped up by a lot of drugs to be at every show a lot of dayquil a lot of claritin sorry i just choked on my Lacroix. Mm -hmm. continue i'm a baby dyke and i have a lovely girlfriend of a few months I'm visiting my sister several hours from where I live, and I went out dancing. It was the straightest bar I've ever been to, but of course, I spotted a cute ass, <laughs> a cute ass, a cute ass gay oh. girl. She gave me a jellyfish sticker, and I just knew. Yeah. Okay. If you may, I yeah. If sorry, Erica's here. <laughs> if you happen to have not stickers. only stickers on you, stickers, erasers, or a yo-yo, you're you're okay. queer yeah um i opened up my shrek trading cards so on the road a lot of people give us little gifts little trinkets which we love and shirts wear and keep we wear and we eat whatever obsessed. somebody gave us shrek 2 from i believe like 2003 mm-hmm. authentic authentic packs never opened <laughs> can they hear this horn i hope not okay they gave us packs of shrek 2 stickers mm-hmm. And the night of, I got so excited because I love a deck of Pokemon cards. Mm-hmm. I love a deck of stickers. I love things My like that. My bitch loves memorabilia. Mm-hmm. None of Pez dispensers that Kenny has would shock the world. Well, he, but, but don't judge me. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Is no, don't, it's hot. Don't, it's not Anyone hot. Anyone who's like, hey, you want to come check out my Pez dispenser collection? They fuck <laughs> and soft. <laughs> you know I fuck hard. And I don't have that many Pez dispensers. Hey, number one, you know I fuck hard. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get one thing straight. Hey, hey, this podcast. (laughs) If there's one thing 
that and everyone... I need the record to be set straight on. Is that I fuck hard? hard. <laughs> and I only have like six pets. Yeah. Okay. Stop lying. Okay. And we all know that I fuck hard. Super soft. Like I'm not even there. You're barely there. Okay, so we open up these packs. I open up my pack. I beg you for like three days. Three days in a row. Mackenzie goes, have you opened yours yet? Have you opened yours yet? And I'm like, no, nerd. Well, here's the thing. I wanted to trade. I think that this is, I think it's cool. And I stand by my decision to want to trade stickers with you on the road. And here's the difference between you and me. And you'll see this in Mm -hmm. multiple. I edge everything. I don't. If there's a treat, mm-hmm. if there's something exciting, if there's something that I want and I hold on to it and I, I edge it, I savor it until I can't even take it anymore. I want instant gratification. I know. But then... That's why we would be the best lovers together. Because I fuck hard. And I fuck so soft. Yeah, okay. It would be a great <laughs> match. Listen to this. I got the sticker that was the grandma. I got a holographic fairy godmother. You got the fairy godmother? Yeah, she Wait, has I need it. huge jugs. Wait, yes. And I said, <laughs> what? Yeah, no, I she know. She does. I know. She looks hot. She's my number one gilf. You know that. Yes. I got the fairy godmother mm-hmm. holographic sticker. Fucking cool. And then I also got a Shrek sticker where he's doing this. Oh, I like love that one. It's almost like he's caught off guard. He's like photographed. Yes. Yes. So I got some, I don't want to brag, some rare ones. Yeah, those are really rare and yeah. good. And I was waiting for you to open your pack so we could like trade guess I what know. i opened it yeah realized there were two more openings and i stopped i'm s- waiting for tonight to open up isn't that psychotic Woo, baby so, we're getting wild over here i'm mad at you i'm actually mad well okay sorry continue with this ask please okay so she's at a bar she sees a cute gay girl okay she grabbed me when a crusty man tried to hit on me and we danced for a while a hero a hero it was very fun and I felt very hot and sexy. Mm-hmm. She actually wrote sexy. Love. Especially since I realized that this was my first time being hit on by a woman out and about. Things were heating up and I knew where it was headed. So I told her I was sorry, but I have a girlfriend. We danced a little bit longer and then I said I was going to dance with my friends again. And I said sorry and thanked her for earlier getting me away from that guy. Mm-hmm. It felt incredibly genuine and sweet, but I felt so hot and stressed after Mm. because even though nothing had happened, I felt like I needed to make it clear quickly that I wasn't up for anything and wasn't single. Is this a normal reaction? I love my girlfriend, but I felt excited by a woman hitting on me and yet was so scared and guilty. Incredible. Incredible. This is so fun. It is because it actually is very relatable. I was just going to say this is highly, highly relatable content. Yeah. Even to us. A hundred percent. Yeah. This happens all the time. I think like, especially the longer you were in the closet Mm -hmm. and the longer you find yourself in monogamous relationships, these situations will come up all the time. Yeah. The amount of times that like, I guess I should say this, Mm -hmm. that excitement of somebody that you are physically attracted to finding you also attractive Mm -hmm. hitting on you in the wild and dancing with you Mm -hmm. never it's not exciting i agree i think that you could be married for 35 years and and it's the love of your life yes and you will still get excited because and i think it's a a twofer one because when we grew up this didn't happen truly like i i wish that we could have grown up like straight girls getting hit on by guys right. and having that excitement, but we just never had that. Right. Or at least I definitely did not in high school. Mm-mm. Nobody outwardly was like, I like you or was flirty or any no, of that. Everything that, that was like those were like very much hidden secret moments yes. that were our secret moments in a crowded room. 
No one's got a, any idea about me and you. Is that Ashley? <laughs> is that <laughs> Allie? Madame? Miss Swift. Swift? Yeah, dude. What the fuck? That girl knows. She knows our struggle. She knows our struggle. Yeah. One way or another. So okay. I'm, I'm like, I think that those moments are going to hit especially yeah. harder being openly queer now. Yes. And it's going to be so exciting and so hot. And I like, think it, it's so many things. Yeah. It's, wow, I didn't get to have that. Yeah. It's also, I'm attracted to this person. Yes. Even if you're in a committed relationship, yeah. that doesn't mean that you're not attracted to people anymore. No, and I would think it would be weird if you didn't. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's like part of the things that make you still know that you're like alive and breathing. Exactly. And to have it reciprocated is really exciting. Also, this person was a hero. Yeah. You were being hit on by a crusty man. She and came up this and saved you. other queer person yeah. was like, let me yeah. help you out. Hot. I personally think that the way that you handled this situation mm -hmm. was like the exact way to do it. Yeah. First, I was really listening when you were doing it because I think that I have, and I'm working on this. It's a boundary that I see you do that I like really want to adopt into mm -hmm. my own life. I sometimes like feel like if somebody does something nice for me or I perceive that I owe them one, I will. And I'm also a nervous flirter. Mm -hmm. I will like overextend myself mm -hmm. past what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was listening and I was like, oh, did she feel like because this other person rescued her yeah. that she was like, I'm doing you a favor by dancing with you longer? But I don't think that's what it was. It wasn't. Because I was listening. No, she enjoyed it. I think that, yeah. But and felt guilty. Felt guilty, but I think that she didn't feel guilty for what she did because none of it was cheating. Mm -hmm. I think she felt guilty because she liked it. Yeah. And I think that this is an opportunity to like relieve yourself of that guilt Great. because it just shows that you do have a conscious you do have respect for your girlfriend but yes. you, know, you were not in this situation before no but you also you it, i don't think that it crossed her mind to cheat no she was guilty because she was like i enjoyed being hit on and like being wanted right which is a normal yeah. human reaction we all enjoy being hit on and we all enjoy being wanted yes you immediately once you were like i can see where this is going you put up a boundary yeah. you said i do have a girlfriend mm -hmm. and like thank you for this dance yeah you don't need to feel guilty about enjoying it because i think I that just means you're a human person yeah and you showed where your boundaries were mm -hmm. and you didn't let this person cross them i, I think, think if you were my girlfriend yeah i would have and i'm very different than everyone i, I, I know this but i would have been lit up by the fact that you enjoyed being hit on by somebody else Agreed. and i would have used that sexual energy when we fucked later a hundred percent it's exactly what I was going to say. Are you serious? Yes, because I was going to be like, I think the only thing that would make this a bumble or something wrong is if your girlfriend was upset by this. Yeah. I think that's a problem. So I'm glad that, I mean, we don't know what happened. But my thing is, is you should have this conversation with your girlfriend before this ever happens <laughs> to be like, hey, are you okay if I dance with somebody yeah. when I'm out? Or are you okay if like when I flirt... If I flirt with somebody, know that when I come home to you, it's only you. Yeah. Or something like that. Because if, if, if this were my girlfriend, mm -hmm. I would be so happy that they are out there finding joy and they're getting hit on by people. Yeah. And that the, it brought a little bit of like spark into your life. Because yes. obviously... No, we're you alive. don't want like it's not like that you were saying like she danced with me and then i was like i could picture a life together and i knew i had to like pursue her no all it was is like these beautiful sparks that make life worth living and i think Couldn't that it more. can really open up this conversation that you should be having with your partner yes which is to say like hey where are these lines for you because yeah. it is different for every couple exactly and like i think that i went i spent a lot of my 20s 
in relationships where those people's boundaries didn't line up with who I am as a human being. I also, yeah. And you know, also like you were there when I was dating these people that like Some genuinely them, yes. d- they were jealous of like Us. our friendship. Yeah. And they were jealous of the way that like I do connect with every person and inanimate object yeah. that I cross. Yes. So like, I think that this is, a new experience for you in your relationship Mm -hmm. but i think it's a beautiful opportunity to talk to your partner about like hey where are these places with you because here's where i'm at Mm -hmm. and i think that like it can make life way more fun nazara for example Mm -hmm. knows that she has stumbled upon one of the naturally most flirtiest people in socal yeah and also one of the most loyal people in socal yeah so there's no no one is unaware of where our beauty and lines and boundaries lie. Right. And like I've, that has made me feel like the most comfortable version of myself. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel like I can be who I am in every capacity of myself. Yes. And like, those are the things that like are kind of beautiful about being with somebody that you can communicate with. So I like, agree. I think this is the time to have that. Yes. Talk. I couldn't agree more. And I think like what you said about, when moments like this happen, it just shows that you're alive and you're breathing. And, you know, these emotions are very, very normal and valid. Yeah. And I think that they're exciting and you should lean into them when they happen because they don't happen that often. So when they do, it's like you can have joy in your life and you shouldn't feel guilty about it. Absolutely. It's when you take it to the next level and you and your partner are not on the same page. Right. And then, yes, it gets a little weird. But right now, I think that you're, this is very, very cute and I love it. I think so. I think it's really cute. And I think like, it would be, and I can't speak for every person's dynamic. True. But I do Some feel like. Some people are more jealous than others. Some people and are really insecure jealous. about totally. their relationship. And like you should know where your partner's at. 100%. But I just feel like when it comes to knowing where your loyalty lies, knowing that like nothing physical is going to happen yeah. and like you don't want it to. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's one of those beautiful things where it's like it would be, I think, sad and unrealistic to say you're not allowed to enjoy somebody appreciating how you look or whatever. I'm like like, all for it, especially with my partner. Like I want my partner to feel attractive and to feel wanted all the time because I'm like, you're fucking hot. Go off. Yeah. I want strangers to be like, yeah, you're hot. Absolutely. So I'm all for this and I think everyone should be. Yeah. I think allowing everyone to enjoy themselves. Well, because we're still sexual beings. Uh, Yeah. Constant. Like we are a hundred percent. Everybody wants to feel wanted. I just don't want to live in a world where you're lying all the time. I agree. Don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to your partner and don't lie to people. I mean, that's this whole, that's what I I think I really appreciate this ask Mm -hmm. because of the recognition of honesty in every step of these feelings. Agreed. It made my ears hot. Yeah. I told this person where I was at. Yeah. And I'm like, and like, I think that it's beautiful. They're asking us like, is this okay? And it's like, every time you're being honest about your feelings, it's okay. Yes. Every time all of these feelings, mm-hmm. like we all feel those all the time, all the time, the just- amount of people that we re- meet all, all around. And we're just like, it's okay to, yeah. And I'm just like, I just love it. I love like being upfront with how you're feeling yeah. and just know that like, yeah, you're in good, safe company and like you're doing all the good things. Yeah. Your partner. That was a great ask. Yeah. We love you. Okay. We are now going to review the HBO docuseries called Angel City. Okay. And this just came out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And it is following the Los Angeles 
uh, women's soccer team, Angel City, mm-hmm. which just came. They were just founded like two years ago. They're brand spanking. Brand spanking new. They're brands. They're the hot kids on the block. They sure are. Expansion team. It is an expansion team. How hot that I just said that. Because you know I love to play sports, but I don't I don't typically observe them. And I'm a huge sports fan. Yes. Like truly, I when we were home with your family, named more players on the Vikings than anybody in your family knew. I'm not gonna lie, you emasculated both my father and my mother. <laughs> <laughs> well, your dad was like, You know my favorite player, right? And I was like, No. Who? And he goes, why don't you name a few? Yeah, he doesn't know. My dad's never <laughs> watched I sports. I, I have a geek squad dad. Yeah, you okay? do. Yeah. Not all of us have like... I'm a, I'm a very much a like sports fanatic. Yeah. I really love sports. So when I saw this documentary came out and I saw that we were getting a team in Los Angeles, yeah. I was so fucking excited. I'm a huge Angel City fan. And we also went to their first home game together. We did. We had a big gay group and we went out and right away i just want to say they have a it is they made it a very safe space for queer people oh they have flag bearers that have the trans flag yes they have the gay flag like it It is is a safe place for queer people and that made me so excited to continuously go to games if i may yes please. it does feel like what i imagined and pride to be it's to me i feel safer there than i do at pride well it feels really yeah, it's for us. It I'm is there and I'm like, this was made for, for us. us. Yes, without it a is, doubt. And I don't give a shit about like, mm. I don't know. I guess I was going to say I don't give a shit about sports. But then I watched, we went to the game mm-hmm. and then I was like, I guess I do give a shit about sports. And then we watched this docu-series on HBO yeah. and we get to see how the team is formed. And what I really find inspiring mm-hmm. is that it it focuses on inclusivity first yeah. it is like the one of the founding the f- baseline it wasn't we have a team we happen to have a lot of queer people mm-hmm. let's slap a flag on it yeah i mean from the ground up it is like its mission yeah. to change the way that women's sports is structured yes they're like there's a lot of shit going on here that is not equal yeah. there's a lot of toxic things going on a lot of people are being abused and right. not heard and underpaid and underrepresented mm-hmm. and they can't get out of it and it is binding contracts and they can barely afford anything yeah and they were like what if instead of we fix it and we work on it mm-hmm. they st- burn it down and start fresh with a whole new team that is run differently and is operated differently yeah. and is employed differently and i was inspired Obviously. i cried three times yes and i was just remembering that like we got to go see that game that they won mm-hmm. and it feels like when you're in in angel city game that you are home i couldn't agree more i really couldn't and you feel like what they're doing for not only women's sports, but the community in Los Angeles. Yeah. When I was there, I was like, oh, this feels more LA than any other sporting event I've been to. A hundred percent. It feels like a legitimate, like from the ground up community effort. Yeah. And it it's was beautiful. Like it's the beautiful. Coolest. It was like a spectacle. Yeah. It was like, pink smoke yes it was chance i was learning chance yes i was cheering i was learning all the players names and i was just like i felt like yeah we were with our people also vegan food there 
it I mean, when really I tell gay. you, it is yeah. through and through. Like, they Queer. know their audience. They do know their audience. And it was awesome. I was just like, I want to buy everything yeah. here. Yeah. And to watch. So then we got to watch the docuseries and kind of relive it with mm-hmm. getting to know some of the players a little bit more. Well, how it was founded, who it was founded by. Shout out Natalie everywhere. Portman. Well, and I mean, because I've watched into the next few episodes. Mm-hmm. They also, they go into the times where they did it wrong. Yeah. Which I think is like something that is really missing from we yes like people cancel culture Mm -hmm. and everyone's but like they're to people like shy away from when they make a misstep yeah and people oftentimes they love to say like people think that being woke and being aware means that you can never do anything wrong yeah and like i think that no it's just recognizing when you do and trying to fix it right that's actually it and it literally that is the one sentence it and Mm -hmm. i think like a lot of white gay people and a lot of like cis privileged queer people yes think that if you recognize that you have made a misstep or Mm -hmm. that you don't know everything or that you have like been somebody who has been wrong in the past Mm -hmm. that that means that you're an issue or you're not allowed to like Be you have here. to or because we're gay we have to know everything or because I'll tell you right away and most of our listeners know we, we know nothing. almost nothing we're the dumbest dykes in the world it, but the, here's the thing we constantly will get people dming us let or us know commenting like hey you actually did this wrong right or you whatever and you, we read all of those messages and we and try, we and try our it. best to at least acknowledge where we misstepped yes. and moving forward mm-hmm. to not do that shit again yes in a way that like it, it, it genuinely is important to me it it makes me always i always strive to be the best version of myself and make everybody feel seen well listen i think it's a lot of pressure as a queer and our podcast is like growing and that's fine yeah but like yeah we weirdly feel like we have to be political we have to know everything we have to know every issue and like that is like unfortunately something that just comes with like falling in love with a woman yeah but like (laughs) yeah as a comedian like i don't but yeah, there's a different rules when you're a queer person and when there you're are. really good at something, yeah. it becomes bigger than comedy and like yeah. whatever. Same thing with this soccer team. Yes. It becomes bigger than just kicking a ball into a huge net. Right. Because the men's team doesn't have to do this. And no, and no, and they, they never don't have would. to. And they don't have to and they will not care and about i think this. for a long time it was like a chip on my shoulder of yeah. like i don't want to have to but then watching this i felt more and more inspired to the flip side of being mm-hmm. a part of a smaller group where you have to work twice as hard and you have to be twice as good yeah is that then we get to make something for ourselves right by us like when we started doing our live shows in la mm-hmm. we weren't being we were sick of being the one gay person on a lineup I was so annoyed by either the only female or the only gay person. And then they would bring you up as that. Yes. They would say, all right, we got a dyke coming to the stage or something like that. Literally. It's horrible. Yeah. So we decided like, I don't want to keep being a gay clown for straight people. Yeah. And now because we've made this, Mm -hmm. we get to make things for our community. And it is like one of the most beautiful things that I've ever done in my entire life. Absolutely. And I think that it's very similar with this like documentary we're watching. It's like, okay, the flip side Mm -hmm. of having to trudge through the mud is that now you get something that you made for yourself and our community. And it, it means more. It's way more important than most. It's awesome. So I was just like, 
I was really inspired by it because like not only did we get to see them win that that home game, mm-hmm. but like it is really cool to see that it is from and it it doesn't mean that they're they're huge and they've succeeded and they won everything and they did it perfectly the first time. No, it's just it's showing exactly. We're on the first step. This is our second season this year. Exactly. And there is so much more to do, obviously. And there are so many things that could be done better, differently, whatever. Yes. But I do feel like they're showing that process in a right. way and that is open to it. It's at least more transparent where I'm like inspired, but it's not like it's just, I idyllic. No, we did it. It's showing kind of the process of making the fucking gay sausage. And sometimes you get messy. Well, can I tell you something? So HBO also does another docuseries. I forget the name of it, but they follow football teams and they followed the Arizona Cardinals this season. Mm. And one of the big things was when they were in Mexico for a game, one of their coaches was fired. And they didn't show it on the HBO special because he was fired for assaulting a woman in Mexico. And this is where they they put out a tiny little statement. At the end. They did not address it. They did not show what happened, which I understand. But they didn't really go into it. And so they the men's sports very much hide a lot of the bad stuff that happens. Whereas like the women's sports, they don't, they almost like lean into if something bad happens, we're going to address it and we're going to try and do it better next time. Right. And I, and they did address it. Yeah. They talked all about the one coach being fired and what happened and how they did not listen to women who were speaking up. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, the difference between these men's professional teams and the women's professional teams is so vast yeah and the money being spent and the yeah and what they cover up right i mean we're still showing like here's this first beginning construction of this new team yeah Yeah. and where are they like practicing yeah only after the men in the peak heat at 2 30 in the afternoon and they're constantly just like moving their like they don't still don't have shit yeah they still don't have what they fucking need to do their jobs obviously they're still all just like Fuck, you know what I mean? I mean, it's just, I felt very like, no, yeah, I, mean, I think it was really cool to get a, a peek into it like that. Yes. As like and people he, in LA. Well, he, to hear these iconic women too, that are yeah. starting it. Like the one at the ESPYs who was oh. flanked by Kobe and Peyton and was like, I don't know how I'm going to pay my health insurance next week. Right. So it's the dichotomy of like the men's sports and the women's sports is so fucking fascinating to me. Yeah, absolutely. As a sports fan, because they are both competing at Olympic levels. Unreal. We have people on our Angel City team that are gold medalists Mm -hmm. and they're not making nearly as enough as they should be. I think it is like, yeah, it is a really good thing Mm -hmm. to watch. And I think it's hitting on things that, because I'm like not necessarily a sports watcher, mm-hmm. but I was definitely fully, fully invested. Yeah. And like, if there's one thing that I love, it's women. If yes. there's two things that I love, it's when people achieve stuff mm-hmm. and that shit will always make me weep. I yeah. don't know why I yeah. turned 30 and I'm like, if I see somebody like score a goal, I'm going to be crying on an airplane. Yes. And like, I think that, yeah, the documentary do- does really, really well. Mm-hmm. And I think like, if I can like zoom out just a little bit, I think a lot of times when you're a queer person, people think that that means that you don't make mistakes or you can't make mistakes or you have to do things perfectly. Mm -hmm. And that will never push anyone forward. No. Being a un 
mistakable, perfect, woke, educated person that will never have a point, a finger pointed back at them Mm -hmm. is one of the least effective types of, because how are you going to learn? You and I make mistakes daily. There's been shows where I say not the right thing. Yeah. But I learn from it that night. And I think like you're never going to grow unless you make mistakes. Yeah. And you have to just take responsibility if you make a mistake. And that's okay. Yeah. Like, as queer people, we make mistakes constantly. We are not perfect. You right. can't be this and like just because, woke icon. Just because you're gay yeah. doesn't mean that you're not allowed to still grow and learn and yeah. become someone who can learn from other people and other groups of people. So... Yeah, I mean, I, I know that's not what this documentary was about, but I just felt like... You had to say it. I felt like this is a, a good opportunity for us to know that, like, mm-hmm. I think this is our Pride episode, and it's an, it's an interesting time where our community is so big mm-hmm. and so inclusive of yeah. so many different ways to be queer yes. that this is an opportunity for you instead of saying, well, I know my struggle, and, and that's enough, mm-hmm. that actually, like because of how big our community is right now, it's an opportunity for you to find some intersectionality and to learn from other people and to uplift other people in our, our community yeah. that need you. Yes. It's not always just focused on your own struggle. Yes. Remember we're big and inclusive because that we can empower each other. Agreed. I and I saw that have. through soccer players. I did too. I, I think that this docu-series is so well shot so well done it's beautiful the message in it is amazing i love watching these women st- struggle to build something amazing and they have and yeah. it's, it's taken over los angeles like it's it is huge a it's movement. a movement it's yes. a huge movement truly going to one of these games has like the infectious energy it's inspiring it really is so it's inspiring. i do um highly recommend this docu-series and go check out a women's soccer game. Yeah. They're so much fun. They're I f- used to, if you listen back far enough, I used to work them. Oh my God. Back in North Carolina, in Texas, I literally worked so many different ones and I love these people and I love the organization and they're amazing. So yeah, please support your local women's soccer teams. I mean, how many times have we done shows and we're like people, venues, agents, managers are like, well, there's not enough queer people. Yeah. And it's like, well, when we do our shows and you're they're like, there's not enough queer people. I'll tell you what there are, there are enough queer people to fill a stadium. Yeah. Yeah, and this is, it's very queer. Women's soccer is very queer. I love it. I do too. How many gloves would you give it? Five. Five. Same. Yeah, it's amazing. No notes. Yeah, it's great. incredible, inspiring, hot. Yeah. One other thing I must, I we have to get the elephant out of the room. What? Jennifer Garner's jaw, because she's one of the soccer moms supporting the team. Here's the If thing. I also may, yeah. Natalie Portland, yeah, which is her legal name real name yeah natalie portman is an icon portman and jenna would you if i was just doing something that Mm -hmm. i loved Mm -hmm. and then natalie portman and jennifer garner brought me orange slices as kind of like a bit to show how much they support me Mm -hmm. put me in the fucking grave i would die of happiness and horniness yeah (laughs) how are those two faces straight i here's the thing Jennifer Garner has the jaw of a lesbian and we all know it. We all know it. And you've been saying this for years. The straight community is not utilizing her enough. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. The straight community really fumbled the bag with Jennifer Garner. (laughs) They did. Like she is a icon. (laughs) She's a fucking icon. She not doing enough. They're not doing enough. You know, I stand peppermint the movie. I know you do. I stand alias 
huge. huge. Daredevil. I stand we'll it. Get there. Unfortunately, I do stand She's it. She's alias? Yeah. Oh dude. my God. There's nothing gayer than a wig. Yes. There's nothing gayer than a red wig. There's nothing gayer than because honestly, why are you wearing that? She recently did. What like are you hiding f- from? Your heterosexuality? Absolutely. She recently did a photo shoot where she again wore the wig and it did a lot for me. Yes. Jennifer Garner. Jennifer. You know what? I can't do this on camera. Yeah. Jennifer. <laughs> our, we're all getting, our ears are all getting too hot for this. She was like a very early crush for me. And I do believe that I manifested that into Erica who looks mm-hmm. kind of like Jennifer Garner. Mm-hmm. She's got the little eyes, big lips, big lips strong jaw. jaw, dark hair. Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer Garner is very This hot. episode actually goes out to you, Jennifer. If you're listening and we know you are, we know you please are. bring us some orange slices, orange slices to our next show in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. We Maybe had we'll get today. a soccer player on. I would love that. Oh, we had a good time. We did. I'm Mackenzie Goodwin. I'm Rachel Scanlon. Go do something gay today. Bye-bye. We are the greatest dykes in the world. Mackenzie Goodwin. Rachel Scanlon. Worldwide dykes for life.